This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. It's a Wednesday here in Pittsburgh, and boy, it's, you know, you might want to pull out the arcs. Uh, <laughs> get get the boats out of we we've gone from having three rivers running through Pittsburgh to about forty, uh, <laughs> and we've gotten here in the last couple of days. But uh, Matt, uh, how you doing? I'm real good. Uh, I'm psyched for the combine. To be honest with you, it's been a while since we were there. It's just a good time. There's so much going on. We're gonna be bringing you you guys tons of broadcasting live from every day from Radio Row. Yeah, what, ten a ten a.m. to five p.m. Straight. Yeah, with a lot of the two of us on the boat on the will be there too. I mean, yeah, we'll be doing shows live, uh, as I said, 10 to 5 p.m. Uh, Tuesday through Saturday. Uh, Saturday will be a, a short Shorty, show. Yeah, I think we're going 10 to 1 p.m. Uh, but lots of stuff to talk about. Lots of stuff to get to. Uh, obviously, got, uh, Wes Euler and Max Starks and Jerry Dulac and all kinds of people chipping in. It's going to be a yeah, blast. We'll, we'll bring on uh, some special guests uh, throughout right, the week, right. as we always do. We didn't get to do this last year, as the NFL didn't hold a combine. So I'm uh, kind of excited to get back there and get at it and and uh, you know see some of these prospects in person. I got a chance to do that a few weeks ago at the Senior Bowl. Uh, sure. But obviously, that's not, it's not quite the same. You know, you're watching them practice, which is better than the combine. Um, you know, be, but, you know, at the combine, you get a chance to – to talk to more of these guys. They, they made the guys available at the senior bowl. Uh, but it was such, um, you kind of had to guess or know what the guy looked like in a lot of cases oh, uh, because of the way they sense, did it. Yeah. They, they brought the two teams on Wednesday morning um, just to pull back the curtain on this. So they practiced on Tuesday. There were no rosters available at the okay. stadium. So kind of trying to match you know, and, and I'm sitting in the stands watching these guys. I have my binoculars, so I'm 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 matching numbers to names on each squad, so I kind of know who's who. And I was kind of focusing on a couple of different position groups. I wasn't watching the big picture, so I was kind of able to figure out who you know twenty or thirty guys were. And then uh, the next morning, they brought all those guys from both teams into the ballroom downtown in Mobile. Uh, okay. Yeah. They let the big round table set up and stuff. No, they didn't. They they didn't do that because because of COVID issues. Mm, So what? mm. Which would have been nice had they done it that way, and that's the way they did it in the past. You know, you'd have it would be like the Super Bowl. With the Super Bowl, you go and they when the whole team's available, they'll sit each guy. They'll have several players at podiums, and then they'll have other players sitting at tables, and they'll have you know little placards there that tell you who they are, uh, much like they do at the combine. In this instance, they took they had. They had everything kind of cordoned off in the middle of the room. So all the players went into the middle of the room. The media is kind of around the, all around them in the outside of this, of this fencing that they had there. And you had to know who you were, you know, calling to talk to. Now they took some players up to the podium. They had, I think four or five podiums set up. So they were taking, you know, they took the quarterbacks up there obviously, and some other, you know, high profile players, but outside of that, you were just kind of guessing, you know, okay, who is that guy? That, that guy's, is he, you know, they weren't, and they were all wearing like just a, you know, plain senior bowl t-shirts or whatever. Didn't have their names on them or anything like that. So you kind of, yeah. yeah, you didn't, didn't really know who these guys were. If you didn't know who they were, uh, is, is kind of the point, uh, at the combine, it's a little different. As I mentioned, they'll bring, I'm, I'm hoping that they get back to this. You used to be able to go 
they'll put individual players up at the podiums, but they also make guys available. They'll have another, some tables set up for other interviews with guys. You can sit down, you know, at, at, a, at a, a table and it, it's, you know, a big round table. There's like eight chairs there and sit and talk to the guy and, and kind of get a feel for him, um, you know, which is, which is nice. I mean, I understand many of these guys are guarded in these situations and they they understand sure, sure. that they're, they're talking to the media, but you can get a feel for a guy. I, I, I remember doing that, uh, for example, with David Johnson, the running back um, several years ago. Right, uh, right, right. Because what they'll do, pro fo- the pro football writers will, uh, they'll have a sheet that you sign up on to go ahead and, and transcribe whatever you know such and such and such player says so that year i signed up for david johnson because i i thought the steelers might be in you know in the market for a running back um that makes sense yeah and i'm like well i kind of like this guy they're not going to take one in the early rounds but this guy's i like this guy as a mid-round draft pick uh i'm gonna go sit and talk to him so i transcribed i sat there with 10 for 10 minutes with david johnson and got to hear his story, asked him some questions myself, and then transcribed it for everybody. So all those David Johnson quotes that you uh, read from the uh, Senior Bowl that year were transcribed by yours truly. Oh, totally. <laughs> I see. Okay. I like it. Um, not to mention, too, the, the combine, everything's by position group. You know? Yes. So right. Here comes here come the receivers. You know, they're going to be out of here. I mean, this is their only window of the week, you know, so you kind of know what you're getting and you know you can sort through the receivers and sometimes they have wr 25 on their chest so you just you know which is all alphabetical you can figure things out a lot quicker if you don't recognize their face or body type or whatever which is hard to do yeah the other great thing about the combine is that you get the you get the official measurements on all these guys right 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 and that stuff will come out as as they're arriving and and you know you'll get some spreadsheets that show the uh, you know, the heights and weights for, you know, for everybody. And then you get the times and all that stuff. So, and that's why that's, that's why the combine is so beneficial. I think for teams, it's, it's all, it's also beneficial for the players, whether they, they realize it or not. Um, but you get an opportunity on this, on a level playing field to run against, you know, for example, the Ohio state track is the same. That's the beauty yeah. of it. Right? The Ohio right. state, tra- the Ohio state track is notoriously fast. Yeah. It's, 38 yards and downhill how fast how much faster it is in other you know other tracks out there we don't know we don't know i'm sure teams have a pretty good idea yeah i think they do i I know yeah but if you run a four six at the combine and then run a four four five at your pro day teams are going to look at that four six that you ran and say okay you ran a four six you had two shots at it we know that everybody, you know, the other guys at your position ran four sevens. We know that you're faster than them. You know, mm-hmm. it's right, right, right. No, just, I think having the everyone in the same location at the same time with the same wind and track and all that stuff is highly beneficial. It's a lot of assembly line scouting too. I mean, even just watching quarterback throw the same routes one after another after another, it's pretty obvious who you prefer. You know, I mean, just. Yeah even if they're not completing passes, like, boy, I like the way he throws or, you know, watching them work out, you know, one after another, after another, I think it has immense value. And truly the the most important thing is the medicals, which is why this whole thing was created. We don't always get that information. We rarely get that information. You get some hints. And I think the interviews are important as well, but I also think 
when you get 15 minutes to sit down with a team, and I was involved in a couple of those interviews when I was with the Browns and thought, boy, 15 minutes goes by really quick. You know, a player comes in, shook eight of our hands, sits down. Hey, how you doing? It's already two minutes gone. Then you start talking and he can kind of schmooze his way through it. And before you know it, the, the big horn sounds and he walks over to the Bengals room, you know, like they were, they were interesting, but I thought, I bet guys can fudge their way through this. You know, it's funny you say that because um, there were, you know, they do the same thing at the senior bowl. All the Mm -hmm. players go and meet for 15 minutes each with, with each of the teams. And uh, one of the quarterbacks, I believe it was Malik Willis, but I, I can't remember. It might have been Desmond Ritter. Uh, no, it was Ritter. Was asked about that. He's, you know, what was what were those interviews like? You know, do you have you know set things that you say? And and he said, look, I just go in there and be myself because if I got to go in there and talk to 32 different teams for 15 minutes each, and I'm trying to fake something. Sure. That makes sense. He said that I'm just going to, I'm going to go nuts by the end of it. And you know, it's just, it's, you're just going to wear yourself out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he said, yeah, so I'm just going to be myself and you know, if teams like it, they like it. If they don't, so be it. I mean, that's all so part of it. it. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that's what you're going to get anyway. I mean, by the time, if you draft that guy, they're going to know. It, I mean, that's right. Why, right, right. That's right. why Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert take a lot of these guys to dinner. Sure, sure. You know, I mean, you, did you really fool anyone? And was it for anyone's good benefit if you went to a team that you know th- thought they were getting something else? You know what I mean? Like, it, right? It, it's for the benefit of everyone, actually. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But uh, Matt, uh, that's going to take place next week. Will be a big part of that here on the Steelers Nation Radio. Uh, in the meantime, the quarterbacks uh, news around the league is starting to heat up a little bit. Yeah, and we're starting to see a little more talk about those situations. We got the news uh, a couple of weeks ago that uh, I think it was Super Bowl week, actually uh, Super Bowl Sunday, that the Colts might be interested in parting ways with Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Um, now we, you know, we we there was a report today that uh, the Carolina Panthers have, have uh, contacted or at least had some conversations with the Minnesota Vikings about Kirk Cousins. Um, you know, we're starting to see some of this stuff uh, start to happen here. Some rumors, and it's about that season where people are telling each other things, and it'll really heat up next week. Like, I was talking on my podcast today that I think in about two or three weeks, you're going to start seeing mock drafts with Pickett or Willis or whomever going in the top 10. Not because they test out of the gym or whatever in Indy, but because people will tell Daniel Jeremiah, McShay, you know, hey, I think he's going, someone's going in the top 10. And along those lines, some things came out today that are rumors, but make a lot of sense. You know, the, the some of the things that were reported were a lot of people in the league thinks James Winston's going to back to New Orleans. Makes perfect sense. I could understand that. Um, you mentioned Carolina got in contact with Minnesota about Kirk Cousins. I mean, that might be one quick call. What are you asking? But they also have been linked to Mitch Trubisky, who went to school at North Carolina. Uh, Trubisky's been linked to the Giants, which makes a ton of sense to me. And there was one other team for him. I forget which one it was. Um, And then the other one I liked, too, was Mariota was linked to the Niners. You know, that would be a nice stopgap similar style of Lance for a contending team assuming assuming Garoppolo gets moved interestingly enough none of these guys have quote unquote been linked to the Steelers which was initially what you know so uh 
I, I'm, I don't know what to think of, of this whole situation for the Steelers this year. You know, there was a report during the season from Jay Glazer that Mike Tomlin was interested in bringing in a veteran quarterback to be, to potentially be his starter. Right. Uh, he doesn't want to understand that. Right. He doesn't want to start over with a rookie. Now Tomlin um, poo pooed that he said he denied that, that rumor later in the season uh, last year. But it does make a lot of sense for a veteran team that, you know, just got made the playoffs with a veteran quarterback and, and, you know, maybe you can do some things differently with, with, let's say, for example, a guy like Mitch Trubisky, you know, Mm -hmm. who's a a more mobile quarterback. Would that make sense? Sure. It makes sense. You know, it makes sense. Yeah. The right price. And yeah, you bring him to camp and, and let him, you know, compete with Mason Rudolph for the starting job. You don't have a, you don't have an incumbent starter right now. Right, right, right. So anything makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I mean, we're going to beat ourselves up talking Steeler quarterbacks all we, all off season, which is fun, and we should. But all of it makes sense. I mean, any approach they take, more or less, you could justify in some way, shape, or form. I mean, even if that's trading for Cousins, Carr, Garoppolo, let alone Wilson, Rogers, Watson, you know, I mean, or holding tight and saying the best one at 20 I'm taking, or – holding tight until the draft and saying, we're going to go get our number one quarterback and no matter what the price is, let alone, you know, what we've been suggesting going after a Winston Mariota or, or Trubisky. I mean, all those things make a lot of sense to me. I'm glad I don't have to totally, well, I'm not glad it'd be fun to do it. And you and I have speculated a lot. I mean, when you really know, what are these guys asking? What would it cost to trade for Derek Carr or Cousins or all those things? You know, it, it, we're speculating what the costs of these things are. And, you know, what's the, the free agency money going to cost you and things like that. But the whole thing's pretty interesting. Yeah. Pretty th- interesting. To me, I think the one thing that you won't see the Steelers do is, is make a, a deal that, you know, in, involves multiple first-round draft picks for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. That would be completely outside the, what they typically do. Um, at least, you know, haven't done since the sixties. Uh, are you including that in terms of going from 20 to 10 for Willis? If it costs you next year's first, I, or something don't, in that I, I don't think they'll do that either. I don't think they'll do anything that, that involves next year's first round draft pick. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I just don't see them making that kind of move because you know, that again, you, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to do that for a rookie quarterback, you're kind of hamstringing that rookie quarterback because you're taking away a potential good player from that pick from that player next year. Right. Right. No, there's, no, there's definitely no doubt, no way around that. And so I, I just don't see them doing it. Now, if it, you know, if it's giving up a third or, or, you know, a first and a third to get a, a veteran quarterback, maybe consider that, but not two firsts, not a future first round draft pick. I, I just don't see them doing that. We know that like, for example, we mentioned Carson Wentz earlier. I, that's why I have a hard time believing the Colts are going to move off of Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. They gave up a first and a third round draft pick to get him. Yeah. The first round draft picks this year. And it doesn't do you any benefit to move on from right now either. You know, like, it's not right. like you're going to trade him for what you got him for. Right. Yeah. It, it's bad business, but sometimes you got to cut your losses too and try to win this year. And if you don't think he can win, then you got to find someone that can. Um I don't know that I would have a huge problem if they, I, you, whoever falls in love with, especially Willis, 
sacrificing next year's first. But the thing with that, and I think this offseason will tell us some things, you have to become a little more free agency oriented, you know, right. because. Well, that's you, why I don't think they yeah. can do that. Because, because it, that's not the best road, to, not the best place to shop. Right. I mean, that, that's the one thing that Kevin Colbert did say on on uh, on Monday that, you know, you look at and say, you know, this is, he says, you know, we've got cash this year. We've got, you know, more cash than, than usual. Um, and maybe, maybe for than they've ever had in his career, he says, but I don't see us being a major player, you know, in, in the opening salvo free agency. I just don't mm-hmm. see us doing that. I did hear something interesting today though. Did you know that like there's approximately 40% of the league this year is headed for unrestricted free agency. Wow. So many one-year deals last year when times yeah. were tough, you know, right. I mean, is what that comes down to. So it's really going to, it's really going to be a buyer's market. Yeah. There's going to, it's going to be flooded. And that, that doesn't even include the guys that are going to get cut for cap reasons. Right. We already like saw one of those today, uh, Tuesday, Anthony Hitchens got released by the. Uh, oh, right. Right. Chiefs. So that's, that's yeah. all going to start happening here. And those guys, for people that don't know, those guys that get released are more valuable Oh, they're gold. Than the guys who are becoming unrestricted free agents whose whose contracts have run out because they don't count in your compensatory formula. Right. They're gold. And, and I think the Steelers in particular, um, you know, I think I think you have to be cognizant of that. I know that they probably have in the past. I, I think that's been a factor. Um but I think oh, I think Steelers are pretty good at the comp game. You know, yeah, I, th- I think that, you know, yeah. I th- I think this year you even want to pay more attention to that because there, there. I think there's eight teams that are over the cap right now as we sit here, and they're, they're, they're gonna, in bad shape. Right, yeah, right. They're going to have about three weeks. They've got about three weeks to get cap compliant when that when that salary cap number comes out. I think last year it was on March 10th, uh, but they got to be yeah, they got to be right compliant there. by March 16th. I know that for fa- for a fact. They it, on the opening day of free agency, every team in the league has to be under that salary cap when free agency starts. Mm-hmm. So and there's there's going to be some there's going to be some major moves here in the next few weeks. No, I, the next really starting combine week, but we saw a little today, like you mentioned, and rumors and news and cuts and things like that are really going to start filtering out on a daily basis, in my opinion. Let alone when we get down there and rumors are swirling like crazy. I mean, I remember last time we were there, and unfortunately we had to skip one. Is you know, the free agency hadn't hit yet, but it happened to be in Indianapolis and it didn't matter what city it was in, but we left there going, Oh, Philip rivers is going to be a cult. You know, like right, that's a done right. deal, you know, and, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's just a foregone conclusion. And it'll be nice to know. We'll know a couple dominoes, I think in my opinion, in, in a week or two. Yeah. We'll start to get an idea. Um, I, I think could, could Mitch Trubisky end up getting the most money of the quarterbacks on this free agent market? Maybe. I mean, I, I read Jeremy Fowler's article today and he really talked about those guys and a couple other things. And he has a winning record. I mean, he's been to a pro quotes, bowl. Of course, he's been to a pro bowl young, just like Mariota, but he's younger. He was a second pick in the draft. There's tons of talent there. I mean, everybody in Buffalo is raving about him, you know, and yeah, I think he's gonna be pretty well sought after to be, to be honest. Yeah. I, I think, He's I the think, only one that had three teams linked to him. Well, I think too that people are going to look at him and say, "Look, that that situation in Chicago was really bad, really bad." And, and he was new and young. And yeah, and had they played th- a lot in college. They threw him into that. Um, you know, now he's had a year to sit back and watch a quarterback who who 
stylistically is very much like him and Josh Allen. Yeah. Big, strong guy that can run and right. Absolutely. And maybe he learned something from that. And so you take a chance to, you know, would you sign him to a, a you know, a, a four or five year deal? Probably not. Probably not. But I think you, you may, you maybe give him a two year deal with some money involved. Oh, I think you're going to have to pay him. He's not going to sign a, a $4 million deal like he did this year or whatever. I mean, he's, I think it was 2.5 million. Okay. So I just pulled it up. Here's the three teams that were linked to him is Carolina who I think they might be linked to everybody. Uh, I mean, to be right, honest. Yeah. With you. Yeah. And, and they scare me a little bit at the six overall spot. Of maybe See, I, think, being, I think they're going to be aggressive and go get somebody. That That's just the nature of the team. They're very aggressive, almost to a fault in my because opinion. They, here's their problem is they're married to Sam Darnold next year as well. $20 they, million of Sam, yeah. yeah. $20 million of Sam. So they can't afford to go into next season with Sam Darnold because Matt Rule could be – his seat's getting hot. I was about to say, plus ownership, it's a new ownership group by NFL standards, has already proven to be very aggressive. I mean, yeah. and I kind of make fun of them. Like, there's a shiny new thing. I want that. Stephon Gilmore. I want that. I'm going to fire my offense coordinator after nine months. Boom. Okay. Do You know, just really reactionary. And if someone's going to go crazy on Deshaun Watson or something like that, I could absolutely see it being them. Um, so I don't know that Trubisky is for Carolina, but they, apparently they, you know, kick the tires on cousins too. Yeah. You know, I just, don't, I don't see them hard. waiting. I don't see them waiting to the draft to do that. Yeah. You might be right about that. That's a good point. And because the vision sitting there for the taking. Too, yeah. Right you, you, and you don't want to go into it with, with, you know, Sam Darnold and a rookie, Mm-mm. you know, you really, really, you still don't have any experience at quarterback. That doesn't help you win this year at all. No, no. And I think they want to win this year. And they could win that division possibly if they hit on the right quarterback. Or, I mean, they're the kind of team I can see giving three first-round picks for Russell Wilson, you know, or just going crazy and uh, eating the Darnold contract or whatever. Um, The other two, though, linked to Trubisky were Washington. I'm fine with that. I mean, I kind of look at Washington in a similar mold as Pittsburgh, you know, as – what's the difference between Heineke and Rudolph right now? And there's, some I kind of look at Washington, like Chicago, to be quite honest with like you, Chicago. I, 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 I just feel like they're, they're, they're kind of the same. I mean, I don't think what organization when I said that I don't think Washington's nearly the organization Pittsburgh is or anything close. I'm just, to I'm, I'm saying from a football standpoint to me, like Washington and Chicago are two franchises that, they're good every once in a while, you know, but mm-hmm. uh, they, they, they both, they're both built on defenses. So they're both like, they, they just want to run the football and, and you know, it's just, that's, muddy it up. And, yeah. That, yeah. That's a, maybe, maybe that's a misperception on my part, but if I'm, if I'm Trubisky, I'm looking at that and going, do I really want to go there? I don't I think don't, it's a super attractive landing spot for, I don't think it is either. Uh, I just they got one receiver. Steelers. Yeah. Right. I just thought the Steelers and the Commanders might be looking at the same quarterbacks. Well, I'm sure you know, they will. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, but I think Trubisky to the Giants makes a ton of sense in that he was with Dayball last year, who I'm sure was hired to get Daniel Jones fixed. But no way does he take that job and say, we're just going to live with Daniel Jones and not bring anybody else in. Trubisky versus Jones would be a pretty good training camp battle. They both are young. They both can run. You wouldn't need two separate offenses. Again, that year in Buffalo familiarity. If I'm Trubisky, I look at it and say, 
I'll go to New York and battle against, you know, Daniel Jones. And I like my chances there. And hopefully they draft at least one offensive lineman, if not more, to help my cause. I mean, I think there's a good chance he ends up there. I, I, I think, though, it, part of the process when Brian Dable was hired, when you sit down with him, is can you fix Daniel Jones? Right, right, right. That was I'm part sure of the, that's part of the project. I'm yeah. sure that was part, you know, part of the interview process. We need you to come in and fix Daniel Jones because we spent yeah. a first round draft pick on this guy. Um, you know, we, and it's not worked th- thus far. Can you fix him? Yeah, absolutely. I can fix him. So Dable then going out and, and bringing in his guy, um, you know, a guy that he was with last year. I don't know that that fixes Daniel Jones. And in that market, bringing in a guy like that, I, I, I don't know if that works. I, I hear just, what you're saying. I, mean, I just don't know if that works. Is that making Jones's life harder when your job was to make it easier? Right. Right. Yeah. And are you going to want to spend, I mean, you're already spending, you know, you're going to have to pick up Jones fifth year option. Um, I would imagine that's happening. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, to me, I don't know if that one makes complete sense to me. Uh, but you know, this, this is all part of the process here as this whole thing plays out. Um, we'll get more and more information on this. Um, I, I think Trubisky will be starting summer. I, you know, I, I could see Tampa making a play for Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, I could too. You know, there's they, a lot they, of teams. People forget they don't have a quarterback. Right. They have nothing. It's not going to be Trask. I, I firmly believe that. Yeah, I can't believe that they would go into that with, with Blaine Gabbert and Kyle Trask. That, that to me is a worse situation than the Steelers situation. Oh, yeah, I think so too. And I'm yet, not a Trask believer at all. And yet the perception is that right now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in better shape than the Steelers. Well, I mean, they've had a lot of recent success, and I get that. And I'm sure – How much of that was tied problems. to Tom Brady? Let's right. talk about that right, in the next right. segment. All right, all right. Because, because football, football Outsiders did a little uh, a little thing here that I wanted to talk about. So we'll talk about the, steel, the perception of the Steelers going into next season uh, when we come back. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this.